Again, we want to bless the name of the Lord for this afternoon, for the grace He has given us to be alive and to continue sharpening each and one another. We bless the name of the Lord for the leadership of Wayogere Full Gospel Church and the organizing committee of this great seminar. Where Jamsa my names, peace Mili where is my wife. We are partners and we are one. We want to continue talking about the character of a leader. Like we said in the morning, we are going to concentrate more about a Christian leader. How one affects his environment as a Christian in church, in the family, in the marketplace, at the workplace, wherever we are. And that is our area of concentration. And uh, we have a target that if we live a godly life, living a character that can impact the lives of other people, then we can bring more people in the kingdom. Sometimes I get challenged. We go out and evangelize. But in the areas where we have evangelized, people have tarnished the name of the Lord and the results are not very, very amazing. They are not very interesting. So it's important that we work on our character and then uh, people who will see God in us will be convinced to come and see the God and enjoy the God we have. Now, character number four uh, is communication. I'm not going to go into a detail of uh, defining communication, uh, speaking a detail of what communication is, but because I want to believe that uh, all of us, in one way or another, have uh, studied communication. That is my assumption. That is my assumption. So I am not here to uh, teach communication as a cause, but as character of a leader. So we are saying that a good leader must endeavor to properly communicate. Now, communication, simple as it sounds, practically is not obvious. Though again, it is not optional. It is considered to be the lifeblood of an organization. In our churches, for example, preaching is supposed to be communication. Teaching is supposed to be communication. Prayer, praise, worship, intercession, giving are supposed to be communications or responses to communication. But how do we now really do these communications? For example, when it comes to preaching, sometimes I get challenged. 
I am reminded of a place where I was as one of the ministers and uh, the Padesnia leader was a very prayerful person. Uh, so prayer would really be done, would attack the principalities, <laughs> the rulers of darkness, and would really uh, pray that people come in the church. And this would happen. People would come into the church. But then we had a challenge when it came to uh, the preaching and perhaps the teaching at the pulpit. Uh, sometimes instead of preaching, we would abuse the people. <laughs> and <laughs> finally people would uh, come and then go and they disappear. And we find we have no people. We have no people. So how do we do the preaching? How do we do the teaching? The praying? The praising? Is it real praising or just singing? I mean, I think it is a high time that church or Christians got to the reality of what we mean and try to do what exactly we mean. Praise the name of the Lord. So communication has got a lot of challenges, but we need to be uh, to encourage ourselves to keep on improving and doing better right from our families, our marriages, our churches, our departments, our departments. It is something that we can't do without. And it is delicate. Because if we communicate poorly, if we pass over messages poorly, then we should expect wrong result. If we send a wrong message, then definitely the result is supposed to be wrong. It's supposed to be wrong. Now, so we need to remind ourselves about a number of things in communication. In communication. Now, uh, in Galatians chapter number 2, Galatians chapter number 2, verse 2, Galatians chapter 2, verse 2, Galatians 2, verse 2, this is NKJV, NKJV, it says, he says, and I went up by revelation and communicated to them that gospel which I preach among the Gentiles, but privately to those who were of reputation, lest by any means I might run or had run in vain. Just based on this scripture, I want us to remind ourselves about a few things in communication. One, communication should begin with the right sender. With the right sender. Here I see the Apostle Paul being rightly positioned. He's a man of authority. He's called of God. And he's the one sending the message. He's the one going out. We need the right sender to do the communication. Let people be rightly positioned 
let them be the people to do it. Sometimes we have to put in effort to identify who is the right person to stand in which position. In which position. So Paul, the apostle, is standing in his rightful position to pass on the message. That is number one, the right sender. As leaders, we need to identify who are the right people to stand in which positions. Number two, the right message. The right message. Because he is saying that, I went up by revelation and commended to them the gospel which I preach among the Gentiles. He had the right message. It had been revealed to him. The very message he was preaching among the Gentiles. He was well packaged. He knew what to do. So he's taking this message when he's confident about himself. About himself, he knows. Uh, he knows uh, the receiver. He knows his audience, and he's taking the message. Number three, the right transmitter, the right mode of sending the message. Paul knew that he needed to go by himself. So, he had to go and then speak to his audience. To his audience. It's very, very important to know, are we having the right mode of communication or we are just doing it for the sake of doing? Sometimes we go crusade, but when we are not supposed to have a crusade, maybe when we are supposed to do door to door. So what is the right way to go? We need to try to challenge ourselves and see, are we having the right mode of sending the information or the message? Next, the right audience. The right audience. Paul knew the people he was going to speak to, and he's saying he went privately. That is wisdom. To those who are of reputation, if he just went, just like any other person, like some of us go out without wisdom, knocking at people's gates, and then you say, I'm going to preach the gospel. <laughs> <laughs> they just think you have gone to eat their food hmm? because these are people of reputation and he's saying lest by any means I might run or had run in vain how many times ladies and gentlemen do we go out there and run in vain how many times do we stand at the pulpits and run in vain I mean Sometimes in our, in, even in our churches, I, I see a lot of vain ministry. People come around and they tell us we are going to worship God, and then they take us to devotion songs. I mean, uh, somebody says we are going to praise God, and we do a different thing. I mean, we do a lot of things that are vain, and Paul does not want to uh, to run in vain. And I don't think all of us want to run in vain. But it's important for us to know, are we having the right message? Are we having the right people in place? And then, are we sure this is the audience that requires this kind of uh, message? 
and then finally the right environment the right environment is very very important very very important i want to uh, take us to james james chapter number 1 verse 22 james chapter number 1 james chapter number 1 James chapter number 1 verse 22 and see what he says 22 to 25 James says but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself now after we have received the message and before we go to action We need to find out from the right sender needs to find out am I sure that the message has got to the right person and is properly understood is properly understood and this calls for feedback it calls for feedback many times we just do the speaking like we are speaking online <laughs> <laughs> trying to do our best but what can encourage us is the feedback is the feedback have people got the message right what do i have to do now praise the name of the lord praise the name of the lord amen so feedback is very very so from this verse number 22 It appears that we may have two categories of people in the church today. Those who have not been able to hear the word, that is because hearing here is in the sense of being a good listener. Uh, you don't just hear by your ears. and then you don't you uh, you leave it at that you have to internalize so we have those ones who don't internalize the word that is one group but then we have the other group after internalizing they have heard they have listened and then they don't do the bible is saying we only deceive ourselves and i think we have a lot of liars uh in the church today people who hear the word and don't do so after feedback we are being advised in our communication that we take action we take action and then after action we come up with a result so verse number 23 says for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work this one will be blessed in what he does Many of us want to be blessed in our work. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to not only hear the communication, but after we have internalized, we now need to take 
action. I've always uh, said to people these days that I don't really need a lot of hearing words here and there. We need to work. We need to get into putting the word into action. For by so doing, this is when we shall receive a blessing. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening, uh, for this reminder about, about communication. Communication. And now at this point in time, we want to look at another important characteristic of a leader. And this is decision making. Life is full of issues that need to be decided on. This may be at different levels, beginning with us as individuals, families, marrieds, travelers, uh, in our departments, churches, schools, nations, and at a global level. In leadership, some of the issues that are to be decided on range from simple matters to complex cases whose solutions may be very far from obvious. And that is why spiritual leaders need a lot of prayer and the word to help them in some of these difficult cases. Let me remind you about some of these things. One, it is not good for leaders to keep on making decisions and undoing them the next day or in a short time. This kind of vacillation is not acceptable among leaders. Number two, it is not good for a leader to keep on not deciding at all, for this creates another type of decision called indecision. So you decide not to decide. That is also not acceptable in leadership. Leaders need to build teams and not to carry the burden individually. And when a team makes a decision, they will all be responsible for the decision, unless they are hypocrites. Now, there is <laughs> this scenario in leadership where as a leader, you don't make decisions, you fear to make a decision, you don't, you think people are going to get annoyed, now you keep on like, hey, you want to make a decision, you don't want to make a decision, you make this decision, you undo it. But at the end of it all, the people you lead will have to decide for you. And you say, okay, okay, yes, we can go by that. Um, that is good, and you think it is humility. But what may happen at the end of it all is that when they keep on making the decisions, then what will happen at the end is that you'll fall into a trap. You'll fall into a trap. Where? In this trap, they will now take up the vision and you'll follow. And of course, what happens here is that you become the tail and, I mean, and <laughs> they become the dog. <laughs> they become the dog. They take the lead and you follow. Now, that is not good for a leader. Now, in some decisions, leaders will not be liked by everybody. This is what leaders should know. Decisions are made 
but sometimes they affect people negatively and cause them pain. That is one thing that leaders should know. So as we make decisions, not everybody is going to shout hallelujah. But we need to try our best to come up with a decision that is appropriate and more so a decision that is right before God. It is good to consult, but the final decision made will be the responsibility of the leader and not those ones consulted. So a leader should have ability to sift out what is expected to be the best or appropriate. Now, leaders are human beings and can make mistakes. But this should not always be so, meaning that leaders should not rush to make panic decisions. We want to visit scripture and take a case study of what happened to King Saul and to King David and uh, compare uh, compare these two circumstances and come out, out with some good ideas. Now, First Samuel chapter number 13. First Samuel chapter 13, verse 5 to 14. First Samuel. First Samuel 13, 5 to 14. 13, 5 to 14. 5 to 14. It says that then the Philistines gathered together to fight with Israel. 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and people as the sand, which is in the seashore in multitude. And they came up and they camped in Mishmash. Uh, that is at the east of Beth Avon. When the men of Israel saw that they were in danger, for the people were distressed, then the people hid, they hid in caves, in thickets, in rocks, in holes, and in pits. And some of the Hebrews crossed over the Jordan to the land of God and Gilead. As for Saul, he was still in Gilgal, and all the people followed him, trembling. Then he waited seven days, according to the, the time set by Samuel, but Samuel did not come to Gilgal. The people were scattered from him. So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering and a peace offering here for me. And he offered the burnt offering. Now it happened, as soon as he had finished presenting the burnt offering, that Samuel came. Just imagine. And Saul sent, went out to meet him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? Saul, Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattered, look at that, from me, and that you did not come within the, the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Mishmash, then I said, The Philistines will now come, Come down on me at Gilgal, and I have not made supplication to the Lord. Therefore, I felt compelled, and I offered a burnt offering. Now, what follows next is that he lost his kingdom. He lost his kingdom. 
praise the name of the Lord. Now, first Samuel chapter number 30 verse 1 to 8. 30 verse 1 to 8. Now it happened after David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag attacked uh, at Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great they did not kill anyone but carried them away and went their way so David and his men came to the city and there it was burned with fire and their wives their sons and their daughters had been taken captive had been taken captive then david and the people who were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep and david david's two wives achinoam the jezreelite and abigail the widow of nabo the carmelite had been taken captive now david was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of the people were grieved every man for his sons and for, for their daughters but david strengthened himself in the lord his god then david said to abiathar the priest abimelech's son please bring the effort here to me and abiathar brought the effort to david so david inquired of the lord saying shall i pursue this troop shall i have overtake them and he answered him pursue for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all all these are not simple situations that Saul and David were going through but they were they all took a different stand as in a way of making a decision they were supposed to go for war they were supposed to attack they were supposed to fight but Saul needed to wait for Samuel but because people were getting scattered like you are in church and people are going you feel God is saying a different thing but you feel people are going away they are running away you say no i think i need to change i need to change the way i'm doing things so uh this is what Saul did i think Saul was a Ugandan was a Ugandan he was applying Ugandan style but David inquired of the Lord after encouraging himself of uh, uh, of the Lord he inquired of the Lord and he got proper direction uh in order to take some decisions we don't just have to panic and do uh make a decision because at the end we may make wrong decisions we may make wrong decisions we may make wrong decisions so we need to be careful the way we handle ourselves when we are making decisions for the churches uh, as leaders of departments of families even of a nation even of a nation and finally let me talk about uh commitment consistency and determination leaders may have good vision 
but without commitment consistency and determination that vision may not necessarily be fulfilled it is important for us to remember that we are co-workers with God we have a part to play and then God has his own part so if we sit back waiting for God to fulfill our vision the vision will also sit back waiting for us to act it should be clearly understood that leading is normally not easy it is full of challenges but God chose to work through leaders so leaders do not have to give up leaders have to be courageous remember when one leader gives up many will give up out there so because as we lead people look at us so it is important for us to bear the fire in our offices in whatever office we are in and whatever office we are going to occupy tomorrow we need to bear the fire especially for the sake of those people we lead those we know and those we don't know because there are people out there who are watching you as a leader you may not know but you are affecting their lives so when you give up they give up now in acts chapter number 6 acts chapter 6 from verse 8 to 15 we see Stephen receiving a lot of resistance acts chapter 6 Acts chapter 6 verse 8 6 verse 8 verse 8 And Stephen full of faith and power did great wonders and signs among the people Then there was some from what is called the synagogue of the freedmen Those ones were the Assyrians Alexandrians and those from Cilicia and Asia they were disputing with Stephen look at that that is what leadership is about they had a dispute and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit of uh, by which he spoke then they secretly induced men to say uh-huh, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God and they stirred up the people the elders and the scribes and they came up Uh, they came up, up upon him seized him and brought him to the council they also set up false witnesses who said this man this man does not cease to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law and for we have heard him say that this this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the custom which Moses delivered to us and all his all who sat in the council looking steadfastly at him so his face as the face of an angel so you see what happened what is happening to Stephen he's a leader he's a preacher he's speaking the word of god but these people decided to offer resistance they didn't want the word they had to raise false accusations against him they had to rise up against him they conspired against him but listen to this Stephen was committed to the very end 
and he even forgave them. Praise the name of the Lord. He was committed to the very end. Ladies and gentlemen, we all need to act to the very end. Let's check uh, the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter number 20. Acts chapter number 20. The Apostle Paul, maybe from verse number 17. 20 from verse um, 17. He says, From Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. He concentrated, he lived among the brethren, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. Hear what the apostle went through. He was going through tears. He went through various trials because of the plottings of the Jews. How I kept back nothing, nothing that was helpful. He emptied himself. He gave them whatever he thought was valuable. Whatever was important, he told the people, but proclaimed it to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Look at that commitment. House to house, public meetings. He went everywhere to ensure he equipped the brethren, testifying to Jews and also to Greeks, repentance towards God and faith towards our Lord Jesus Christ. And see now, I go bound in the spirit to Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies in every city, saying that chains and tribulations await me. But none of those things move me, for, dry, for no dry count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my rest with joy. He's looking at finishing his race with joy. And this ministry, which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So he is looking at the grace, I mean the rest, and he's looking at the ministry. This is what is preoccupying him. Whatever is going on around him, he's saying, no, I must finish properly. I must get there. I must get the finishing line. I don't know about you, but this is what Christian leadership should be about. How are you running your race? Some people are entangled with the snares of this world. But Paul is saying, I must run properly. I must get to the very end. And then the ministry that has been committed to me, I must work it out to the very end. The Apostle Paul was committed to his cause and he was consistent. Three years teaching the brethren, walking house to house, making public meetings. He was determined to walk the walk to the very end. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen.
So ladies, as I, I'm about to finish, I say to begin one thing, one thing is, I mean to begin is one thing, but to finish the race is another. I pray that all of us will be committed to what we have started. I pray that all of us whom God has raised to be leaders in different capacities and who will be leaders tomorrow need to be committed to the cause. We need to be consistent and determined to move on with the Lord, to move on with these ministries. It, like I've said, challenges will keep coming our way. In this one, no shortcuts. We must be prepared for challenges. But as they come, as they come, when we are ready, we shall overcome. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it has been such a privilege speaking to you. I want to appreciate again the leadership of Wayogere Full Gospel Church for giving me this opportunity to speak uh, unto the lives of friends, of friends after such a long time. I want also to appreciate the organizing committee. They have done great. They have done great. Thank you for every preparation. Thank you. During such a time, you could have said no. Church is closed. But thank you for having the vision, the understanding that church is still open. We are moving forward. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And now at this point in time, I want to pray with you, I want to pray with you that God will position you aright, that God will give you the grace, the grace that you need to accomplish the mission before you. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I want to lift up your servants, your daughters, your sons who have been hearing this word. We come together again, Lord God Almighty, in recognition of who you are. And we pray, knowing that you are the supreme leader, knowing that without you we can do nothing. Lord, as we humble down in this day, we pray for an anointing that will help us to walk the walk to the very end. Help us to be committed, help us to be determined and Lord God told Mary to humble even under senior leaders to keep sharpening us, to keep equipping us for God, even as we also equip. May your name be glorified, O God Almighty, that at the end, when everything is done, we shall give you all the glory and all the honor. May the name of the Lord be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and believe. And say, Amen, Amen, Amen. Shalom.